Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. In the world of remakes and reboots, Netflix hops on board with their own version of the classic sci-fi show Lost in Space. Does it hold up in 2018? We'll tell you right after this. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Ladies and gentlemen, I know that theme. It's the Lost in Space theme because, as I mentioned, guys, we are covering Netflix's brand new revival of Lost in Space. I like this song. I feel like I want to go on a Spielbergian adventure. It's yeah. John Williams. It's John. That's why. Well, it's like a ride. It does feel like a ride. Right. Yes. yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Lost in Space. That's no, not the Lost in Space after show. That's what I was just about to say. In fact, it's not even an after show at all, guys. This is TV pilot reviews. <laughs> and I say that because sometimes you guys tune in thinking this is an after show, but it's not. This is a show where we only review pilots. So today we will be covering just the pilot of Lost in Space. Letting you know all of our thoughts, but we're considering covering a Lost in Space after show as well. So mm-hmm. if you guys agree with our coverage and like what you see, let us know if you think we should run an after show as well. I'm going to start by introducing my brilliant guest because we have Rick Hong on the panel. Hey, hey guys, Rick Hong here. Um, we're glad to have you, Rick. Guys, Rick is a very good friend of mine, someone I very much respect, great host, great red carpet host as well. <laughs> Thanks, dude. I know. But <laughs> we've never it. hosted together, so I'm no, finally. Yep, first time. So excited to finally No, this is a you. great one because I said. On Sunday, I said, if there were a property in Hollywood that someone said, like, what would you want to do? This is definitely one of them. Amazing. And, for, I mean, and, and like the, net, the, the marriage of Netflix and this is, we'll get into it. Yeah. So that's <laughs> part of the reason we brought Rick in, guys. First of all, because he's a great host and a great person. But second of all, whenever we do remakes or reboots or comic book properties, we like to bring in specialists because... I'm dumb, so it's great to have someone. No, who's dude, there's, just, there's, so, no, there's so much I mean, content so out there. There's so much out there. You can't keep up on everything. So luckily, Rick has watched the original run and is a fan and can offer us some wisdom. Uh, but Rick's not the only brilliant person here. We also have Sam Davidson. Woo. Hello, guys. Sam, Sam Davidson, right here. Uh, Big fan of Rick also. We yes. did Orphan Black together. Yes. Great Another show. great show. I, that might have not been me, though. That might have been, like, my clone. Ooh. Or maybe, like, you had just had different versions of me each episode. I don't know. Orphan Black fans will get that joke. If you don't, you should watch Orphan Black. And Linda Antwi. Hi, guys. Linda Antwi. I do not know Rick. Um, I'm just meeting him today. And we're going to have fun. It's going to be great. Okay, so, Rick, we always start our show with our overall reactions and our pass or play. I think I want to save you, just because I think you'll have a more informed opinion. So, sure. Linda, we'll start no, with you. No, don't start with me. No. Sam, we'll start with you. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> just kidding. I'll do it. Uh, I am a play play. By the end, I was just so excited. And this is one of the only ones that I had to stop myself. There's been maybe four or five this mm-hmm. season. There, you know, our entire mm-hmm. run here. Watched a lot of pilots, but and it automatically skipped on to the next and my remote wasn't working and I ran up to the TV and I just was Good like... Good for you. No! But I wanted to. I loved it. 
I really liked it too. Um, I will say I'm a sucker for like earnest kind of um, family adventure stuff. I, I did. I could not help but think of Spielberg with this kind of tone. Yeah. Um, I think first of all the performances I thought were exceptionally good. I think they cast this very well. Um, I thought it was very well directed. I have some problems with the writing in this first episode, and I think there were some pacing issues maybe with this pilot. But that being said, it's this big-hearted family adventure, and it won me over really quickly. So I agree I'm with excited. pacing issues. Issues yeah. for sure. What did you think, Linda? It was a slow boil for me. Yeah. So yeah. at first I didn't oh, think I was really okay. I thought yeah. I wasn't gonna like it, but then halfway through I was like, okay, wait, what's happening with the flash? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. If that was that's a spoiler. okay. That's not too spoiler. The character development. Um, yeah, yes. And then I really actually wanted to continue watching. I was glad it was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I am definitely a play play. How about you, Rickon? Uh, I'm play play. Great. It uh, some of these. You know, because since I cover Netflix on Sundays, I, I watch a lot of the stuff. And so there's some shows that start off a little slow, gain momentum, and have a big bang. Some of them don't. This one, the pilot for this, was great. Mm-hmm. It started off like right away, like the action. And yeah. I wasn't I actually wasn't expecting the action to happen so quickly it, in terms of like what happens and everything to the family and like how they're like, okay, let's. This is how we're gonna catch you. So I was, I, I say, play, play. Great. Um, so for those of you guys who don't know anything about the show, this is Lost in Space, again, based on an original show that aired in 1965 through 1968. And the premise is that a family gets lost in space. I think there's shades of, like, Swiss Family Robinson. Their last name is Robinson, so I'm assuming <laughs> that wasn't a mistake. Um, but it's kind of, it's a family-friendly kind of throwback show all about, um, you know, how... We work together as people to overcome challenging circumstances, is how I would describe the show. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I really enjoyed this pilot. I know this is a later segment, but I just have to get it out or yeah. else I will forget it. Just no spoilers, right? No. Okay. I think it is a combination of Stranger Things, yes. E.T., and the Transformers. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I definitely got Stranger oh, Things vibes. Okay. I kind of feel like this show might not exist if Netflix, if uh, Stranger Things weren't such a huge runaway hit on Netflix. Yeah, they, they're, they're that really that pushing like the sci-fi. Mm-hmm. That's or like they're trying to make it their nature. Like they're definitely saying like let's this is where we're going to put some money. Right. So yeah, and especially like kind of the kid-driven sci-fi. Yes. You know, I loved that little boy. He's great. He was Will? amazing. Yeah. If he was not, I mean, he won it for me. I just wanted to keep watching for him. I was obsessed with. Not him. Molly Parker. Molly Parker's amazing. I mean, yeah. it was the little boy that won me over. He's great, too. He's, He's great. great but yeah, I mean, we'll get Molly into Parker. it, but I thought all these performances were, to me, the highlight of the show. Because mm-hmm. I have some issues with some of the other components in this pilot, but the performances were the thing that won me over. Um, great. So that's Lost in Space. That's our overall thoughts. Just so you guys know, the further we go into this review, the more spoilers we will have. Right now, you're pretty safe, but we will notify you when we drop our <laughs> official, official spoiler alert siren. Let's talk about the development of this show. As I mentioned a couple times already, it's based on an original property from 1965, um, created by Steve Irwin. It ran 83 episodes. Rick, my research showed that while this show does have a cult following, reception is mixed among people, like sci-fi fans. Does that feel true to you? The Netflix version or just in general? Uh, the old space. one. The old one. Uh... I think I am because uh, okay. So here, here's the deal about Lost in Space is that it was supposed to be like a normal kind of sci-fi show, and it turned campier and campier mm-hmm. and campier. And what I read was because it was paired up with the Adam West, Burt Ward, Batman, <laughs> and Batman. Robin. So they wanted to keep things in tone yeah. for programming. So they made it more colorful. They made it. I mean, I called it on Sunday. I called it 
freak of the week. Okay. But it's actually monster of the week. And right. like so like there is so when you're and it started to focus more on the Doctor Smith character, the robot, and Will Robinson. Okay. So it kind of annoyed like the adults in a because sp- it was supposed to be like you were saying, a family is lost in space. How do they overcome these types of things? And it just kind of just became like, oh, we're we're encountering a new alien today. So I compared it to imagine if Han Solo and Chewbacca were always out flying around and there's like no Luke Skywalker, there's no Leia component mm. to like no R two D two, no C three PO, and it's just them like meeting Greedo. Okay. Meeting, mm. you know, um Walrus man meeting okay that type of thing so like that's so i think that's why they for some people that's why it's i and i was a kid when it was on in the rerun so like i enjoyed it for that factor yeah rick's but... not that old you know i mean <laughs> yeah, i know he looks good but i he, he wasn't around watching it was, it it on was a, yeah it was definitely, it was definitely on the original it's like really you're like this guy <laughs> yeah yeah, there's a lot of shows that, like, you mean reruns, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you feel like the show sort of maybe was tonally closer to at the beginning to what we saw in this reboot, but sort of maybe jumped the shark a little bit as it went on kind of thing. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, okay. exactly, exactly. I was okay. like, I had to put that together for a second. What yeah. network was it on Fox? I think it was CBS. That yeah. sounds back, right. Back, back in the day, CBS. Yeah, um... That makes sense if it was airing with that Adam West Batman. Yeah, that's, I have that's where the guy campier. Yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Interesting. Okay, I mean, um, we, we see it today. I mean, like with the CW, like mm-hmm. you know, in terms of programming with like Supergirl, Arrow, right. The Flash. I mean, it's it's all together, right? Yeah. In terms of like the kind of the programming, I love campy, but mm-hmm. this did not see, seem campy to no, me at it all. Didn't. Yeah, it seemed very sophisticated. Well, let's go ahead and let's move on to sort of our spoiler section, guys. We're going to move on there spoiler now. Spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> spoiler alert! And I want to start um, by alert. talking about the tone. Quickly, I just do want to give credit to these new development minds behind this. It was Matt Samaza and Burke Sharpless who wrote um, Gods of Egypt as one of their projects. My notes are out of order. They also... Um, storyboarded the new um, Power Rangers movie, which is interesting. Oh, nice. So I think they're known for sort of probably rebooting properties. Mm. Uh, maybe, you know, taking stories that already exist and kind of updating them and modernizing them for our world. So let's start with tone. Um, I was kind of impressed by not only how um, kind of stakesy and intense the tone was of this, but also kind of earnest and, yeah, like, for the family. Mm-hmm. In a way that I felt was working 90% of the time. How did you feel about the tone, Linda? Uh, I agree with you. I I thought, you know what, I could totally see complete family sitting down and watching mm-hmm. this together and all kind of being entertained by it for different reasons. Yes. Yeah. Because I think there was smart writing, but there was also enough, like, little kids can watch it and have fun, you yeah. know? So. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm I'm just curious now that I know the information that Rick gave us, what direction I know. this is going in. I'm nervous and curious. Yeah, yeah. How does the tone compare to the original, Rick? Uh, At the beginning, maybe. The tone of different, yeah, it's it's really really because think of campy. Mm-hmm. So this is it's different, and, I, and maybe that's what I kind of wasn't expecting necessarily. But I knew it's you know it's it's 2018, so writing's become a lot more sophisticated. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was they did a, definitely do a good job with this in terms of establishing the characters and their strengths and their weaknesses right away, or saying like. You know, here's Jeff Graham. This is what he's good at. This is what he's kind of he has to work on throughout the season. Emails, <laughs> emails. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I think one thing to note for listeners who haven't maybe seen it is it's very cinematic. I mean, mm-hmm. I did feel like I was watching a movie. Yeah, yeah. it. That's 
where the Spielberg-ness mm-hmm. of it kind yeah. of comes in. It definitely felt like a movie, which I like, but I'm, it's also 10 episodes, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to change very drastically, I'm assuming, the day-to-day. Because So one movie I hated so much that everyone loved it won a bunch of Oscars was Gravity. Oh, yeah. I oh, Gravity's love, great. I love that movie. I love that movie, too. <laughs> no thanks. I mean, these two she people, no <laughs> like, one of them not even there through most of the thing, just floating away in space. Not fun. But this, at least there's other people and beings around. Right. I was very worried about this. I was like, no, no more Gravity. Um, do you feel like this version is honoring original fans, Rick? No. <laughs> so how do you feel about that? Why and how do you feel about that? Or why uh, not, really? It's, I think it just depends on how... Because it's, I think it's, it's just mainly because of the time period that we're in now, mm-hmm. like being 2018. Right. And, um, you know, there's, there's like those guilty pleasure movies that even if you go back and you watch, say, Batman. The, not the 1960s version of Batman, but the 1990 the one with Tim. Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah, like or even even the even the one with Jack Nicholson. Like you yeah. watch that Batman, and then you watch the Christopher Nolan series. <laughs> Completely different, right? And that's kind of the same thing. Oh, that's it's good. just it's just kind of like the era of in the, the in terms of like what how writing has gotten more sophisticated. Right. They, they've take it like more being more sincere with the characters and catching people and saying and then just in terms of even just other shows too of saying that they kind of they've done that part before here or they've done that or like even just trying to separate themselves saying this is what we can do better Mm -hmm. yeah i it's hard not to we mentioned it already a little bit but specifically in terms of tone for me it's hard not to see influences from a stranger things Mm -hmm. um i think like the fact that both shows put the kids in very real danger I feel like sometimes shows are afraid to really position children in high-stakes peril. Um, but I think the thing that at least made Stranger Things such a compelling watch was that, like, through all the first season... This is another spoiler. I, if you're one of the five people in the world that has... Five? <laughs> maybe, like, maybe, like, maybe, like, the one. The one. Um, Will is... Um, like his life and death situation the whole first season and it's the there's first real, episode you mean uh, first episode well, and the first season he's stuck in the upside down mostly oh, well, we're oh, oh, oh Stranger Things Stranger Sorry, Things Will. not Will Robinson Will yeah. and Stranger Things well, gotcha interesting uh, okay, parallel okay. I was gonna say yeah. another yeah, example yeah, yeah. of I think how they're trying to kind of capitalize on Stranger Things but um, I think it's I think it's smart in shows like this to really show children in peril and parents with real concern. Mm-hmm. I feel like to me that was a way to really ground and like stakes up the tone of this pilot. Do you guys agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And again, just seeing Will, it's almost like you're watching a superhero in the making. Mm-hmm. Is also how I feel, yeah. and I love that because you just see how much she's going to grow. He's already so strong. I have the chills. I'm so lame, but yeah. he's just a little kid, and he's so cute. But he, he could do anything. And yeah. you forget that children are so resilient and mm-hmm. so brilliant at the same time. So to have such high stakes. And to see them make it through it is, is like, kind of empowering. Yeah, it felt really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the performances now. Um, It's hard not to shout out Will. He's played by Maxwell Jenkins. Um, Yeah, honestly, there was not a um, false note in any of these performances for me. Yeah. I was very impressed by... um, Sorry, guys. Is Judy the daughter who gets stuck in the ice at the beginning of the episode? Yes. Yes. It's Judy and Penny, and then Penny's the second one. Penny's the second one. I thought Judy was really great. 
Yeah. No, she was real. I mean, I felt like I was in there with her, mm-hmm. taking her last breath. Honestly, it was stressful. Very stressful. Yeah, I'm a claustrophobic person, so yeah, <laughs> yeah it's kind of like, too. yeah, I mean, I can't only imagine, like, you're, you're, you know that you're inches away from being at the top, but yeah. then you're just, I don't even like being in closed elevators and knowing that. I won't get in. Yeah. Yeah, so. I won't get in. <laughs> um, what do you guys think of the father's performance? Good. Honestly, I think the kids are kind of, to me right now, stealing the show. Yeah. What do you guys think of the father's performance? I liked it. I mean, I think that he just kind of plays an asshole. Sorry. Uh, I mean, I can say that. Uh, character <laughs> a little bit. And we're not supposed to like him. But I think he'll win his way back. I mean, he reminded me of a lot of other actors. Yeah. He wasn't a standout star, but I thought he was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's tough, too, is when you have him opposite Molly Parker, right. who's very well known, uh, like, I think, with Deadwood and yeah. then definitely House of Cards. And she always plays a very strong woman. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's kind of, t- you know, she's, it was almost like she's almost more distracting because I'm, because like I know her so well. Right. Versus, and I don't know him, I'm as familiar with him mm-hmm. versus if they would have cast maybe someone a little bit. Obviously, like, I'm sure because of House of Cards and the Netflix. A relationship, mm-hmm. they're like, we want you in this role because we, you know, because you've worked with us before. But. Yeah, I felt it a little one-dimensional from her. No, from, from the him. father. I agree. Correct. I agree Her, with you. C- considering like all the other actors, you got to see a more well-rounded picture of who the character was, at least for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that might owe a little bit to writing, which I do want to get into because. Okay. Personally, for me, that's actually the thing that is weakest right now about the show. Um, But before we talk about that, I do want to talk about something awesome, which is our AfterBuzz TV founder, Maria Menounos, and her podcast. So I have a question for you guys. Do you want to have fun, learn, and grow in all areas of your life? If you do, have we got the podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of your life. From health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more, let our Maria be the big sister you never had. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free and be sure to rate and comment. And when you do, let Maria know it was your TV pilot reviews panel that sent you there. She's a big TV fan, so I know you guys listening to Arch talks about TV all the time in the podcast and has some pretty hot takes, so you want to check it out. Again, that's Conversation with Marie Menounos Podcast Edition. She's the best. She really is the best. We're Great. very blessed. Yeah. Fearless leader. And a lot of our, you know, co-hosts here at AfterBuzz are on the show, so you guys should check it out. Absolutely. Um, well, let's go ahead and talk about this writing, because this is going to be very spoilery. I want to talk details. I had one major logic problem with this pilot. I don't know if any of you guys did. Oh, I can't wait to, for you to go talk, because then I'll talk old school, so go yeah, ahead. Yeah, you can talk old school. So, they're on a planet where they land, and it's ha- it's habitable, so they're able to take off their space helmets, but it's cold enough to rapidly freeze a lake of ice, and but then it rains, and the rain isn't frozen, but then the rain freezes? And the rain only lasts for, like, 30 seconds, just long enough to <laughs> refreeze the small hole yeah. that they created. I thought that was ridiculous. Yeah. We don't know what it's like in space. Yeah, or on a different planet. That's yeah. the whole thing, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, we're, you know, clearly, like, on some end, they probably did their research of planets, like if it's Saturn or Jupiter, to kind of know like how the, the temperatures can just be really, really, really yeah. crazy. Maybe, Not to say that your logic is wrong either. Yeah, but, I and, mean, maybe our rain, like aliens, could look onto our weather and be like, "It's so weird. It's four seasons. What the hell is that? We have a different season every day." It's a good and, point. And then when the and then when Will 
Can I say this? When he fell and then all yeah. this? Okay, so we're spoilers fell, now, but. When he fell and then he was in the forest? Like Narnia. I was like, <laughs> okay, well then why don't you guys all go to the forest? It looks like it's less cold. Do Just you know leave I mean? Judy in the ice and go to the forest? When the ship's, the ship's in the, the cold area. And that's, no, what, I, and that's the thing that they're trying to... No, I'm saying, like, if they had saved Judy and then the family was there, yeah. they could just go to where Will was because it seemed like it was more habitable. They might go to the forest. They were still exploring. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, yeah. I, yeah, I, I just... And I, I know there's the whole thing of, like, it's a different planet. But and I, sometimes that can feel like a really easy laurel to rest on for writers. I don't know. I just... I think the writing was good. And, like, again, it, I liked the flashbacks. They did a good job with character development. These characters are pretty round for a pilot. The kids, maybe more than the parents, mm-hmm. which also feels like a Stranger Things move. Um, but I don't know. Did you guys feel like the writing was, like, really, really great in this pilot? I just felt like I needed to watch more as a whole to judge. And I also got a Lost vibe, of course, yeah. because of yep. the, the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Lost I'm- on Island was the original name <laughs> of the show. I'm just kidding. That's not true. Keep going. <laughs> I, I looked at him and go. No, it's called Gilligan's like, Island, actually. No, yeah. yeah. Keep going. Uh, I mean, I think that actually Gilligan. Well, there's not enough people there. I don't know. I just think that it uh, it had so many mixed things with it. Also, Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But you felt like the writing was pretty solid. I did, but I didn't feel as though I could judge it as a whole. There was so much setup, and you know, right. you know, pilots me. are tough. I yeah. don't have a lot of patience. Right. Well, and that's my other thing was uh, kind of attached to the writing. I felt there were some pacing issues in this pilot. I didn't think it needed to be an hour at all. Hour and three minutes. Yeah. I feel like this could have been a 44-minute pilot. Yeah. Do you guys agree, or do you yes. think we needed everything we saw? Net- I mean, that's where Netflix is interesting, right? Was where they where they decide to kind of, their, their, yeah, their time in terms of, right, is it at 40 minutes, 45? Is it at an hour? Right. I, my, my best guess is that it's probably it, it probably also comes with the when they're getting the scripts in and they're trying to tell like that full story and saying okay we're going to dedicate this much money. Granted, they're not necessarily in the tradition of like will we pick up the show based on a pilot, right? But knowing that we've got to catch a lot of these viewers and tell a certain story and nor- normally right like in the rules of a network you've got to stay within like 60 minutes mm-hmm. but maybe with this that's why like it just it pushed a little over not not saying that if you felt like it felt a little long then maybe but it's so bloated i felt like there was some stuff we didn't necessarily need or just like i think we could have trimmed some fat here and there at the beginning yeah. i think i think its problem was was that it introduced the flashbacks a little too late in the game maybe. because we had this big chunk of what's happening there in space and we don't know, everyone's in duress. And then we start getting the flashbacks. I think if we could have gotten them earlier on and spliced them through, it would have been okay. I mean, yeah. this is also, which is which I thought was interesting, was that this is 10 episodes mm-hmm. versus 13. Right. Whereas normally, like, Netflix usually has about 13. Yeah. So that's maybe, like, another reason why they're like, okay, wh- like, when they're maybe they're breaking the stories, they're like, well, we've got it over 10 episodes. Here's kind of, like, where we think we can kind of break the, oh the minutes, mm-hmm. the minutes and stuff. Point. And yeah. so... The one thing I, I will say, what's interesting about Netflix is I feel like typically they will order a certain number of episodes and the show will de- develop their narrative around that. What I really like that Stranger Things did this season is that 
they broke their story first, and then Netflix just gave them the number of episodes they needed to tell that story. So if you notice, season one's eight episodes. Season two's nine episodes. I mean, nine feels like a weird number for a season, but... It is. Yeah, it's a little strange, but... But the thing is, the Duffer brothers knew the story they wanted to tell, and that's why the season is paced so well, is because rather than trying to fit a narrative into the constraints of an order, they built a narrative in right. order that's around a good point. that. So I don't get... I feel like the practice of this, ep- or this season's 13 and this season's 10... I feel like with streaming breaking all the rules that it already is, it should break the rules of episode orders because yeah. it really can slog a season of a show, I think. Yeah, yeah, as a watcher, but think about people that are working on the show. Right. I mean, it's a good you want to get it done, or if you're the one writing it, performing in it, you want to drag it out to get paid as long as possible. So yeah, maybe- right. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I have friends that are writers, mm-hmm. and normally, like, if they're in a certain, like, like network or cable, it's just like, okay, like, how many se- how many episodes are you guaranteed right. this season? Like, they want their writing credit, and then they want to get paid for, like, two episodes. So if you start messing with with the episode order, that also could probably affect the terms of trying to get a certain writer and being like, well, they're only going to pay me for right. to write one episode of a seven-episode series versus me writing on something else and getting paid to write three episodes and seeing my name credits for like a 14-episode thing. Then. Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. I mean, we don't clearly don't know the behind-the-scenes. I, yeah. I do just want to say one more thing about Netflix, though, that I, a lot of the shows, not all of them, but a lot of the shows, Netflix, to me, it was movies you got in the mail. Originally, yep. right. movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. So a lot of their shows seem like really long movies. Well, and that's I will say sometimes when I hear like it's like a thirteen-hour movie, I'm like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's all. That's altered carbon. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I just it's interesting because you're right, Rick. That like episode order can affect payment of crew and writers. But I kind of thought the re- the most recent Guild strike was to push back against that. I don't know all the specific mm. details, but. I don't know. I just, I feel like we're evolved enough and the rules of TV have been broken enough yes. that, I don't know. I, I, just, I agree with um, your point. Sorry to cut you off. I agree with you. I think that if you have a story to tell and you know how you want to tell that story, tell it in the most brilliant way instead of having to stretch out just because you're filling in space. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So. I, I mean, get your point. Yeah, but I also I mean, get your point as well. Yeah, like, well, I mean, like, and we'll we'll find that out, right? When I mean, when Netflix is paying Ryan Murphy three hundred million dollars, yeah. yeah. he's he's probably a good, and he's actually gonna be able to tell the stories that he wants to tell now without any like network mm-hmm. restraints. Even though he's done a lot on FX and pushed the boundaries there, this one's gonna be interesting to see, right? How he decides to tell his stories and and everything. I'm really interested just in Netflix in general because yes, with him and also with Shonda Rhimes going over there as well. You have like some pretty big power hitters from cable coming over to streaming. And these are people that just live for making people wait every week. Yeah, I know. So Yeah, it'll be I'm very excited to see how their brand of TV storytelling translates to streaming because it is the strategies and mm-hmm. are different. Yeah. So you'll have to stay tuned because we'll definitely be covering those shows when they come out on Netflix whenever that might be. Can I say one more thing? Please, that yeah. one line, Danger Will Robinson. Yes. Let's talk, let's I'm get still, back to the I'm show. Still laughing at it. <laughs> I, I love hilarious. that robot character is a callback, right, Rick? Yeah, the, well, so there's there's two things about the robot character. Um, in the original original pilot, which I didn't realize until I started reading up on this, um, and every few years I would revisit, and this, this is the most recent where I actually like looked, and I was actually kind of shocked. So, the original original pilot did not have the robot or Doctor Smith. It oh. was strictly just the family. It was strictly just the family. And then they reshot the pilot and they added the robot and Dr. Smith in it. 
Great. Okay. So that. the robot, yes. Yeah, so in the series, yeah. And the funny thing about the original pilot is they didn't actually re-air it until 1997. What? Wow. Like 30 years late, like 30 some years later is like when they actually, and I'm sure when it like dropped on like some platform or whatever, or like some box set yeah. is when they decided to include, include it. it. But up until then, the the pilot that everybody kind of always knew was the one with the robot and Doctor, like in in reruns, I'm sure it was definitely it's... Doctor, Doctor, because uh, that's the one that I remember. Wow. Which is yeah. also black and white. Interesting. So, wow. so fascinating. That's... Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, well, I think it sounds like we all like this show a lot. Um, I'm excited to keep watching it. I do hope they pace up the episodes just a little bit. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm going to keep watching it. I know, Rick, you've done a good job of not exposing your truth, but you've watched more than the pilot. It sounds oh, I've like, watched the whole series. And you liked it. <laughs> you've seen the whole series already? I watched the whole series. Yeah. I knew it. <sighs> It's not. It's okay though because I called him in after he didn't know the rules. So and he had well, a lot of no, no, but it's but different. It's different because I also cover yeah. Netflix. Uh, Netflix picks every Sunday at seven p.m. here at After Buzz Pacific Standard Time. So if you want me to like tell you what you should be watching, then that's and we, we actually covered this last week, so it's actually online. It's great. Um, but no, um, I love that you have that restraint because I would just be all like blah 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 yeah. blah blah. You know, that's impressive. really, really I follow the rules. Yeah. I follow the rules. But Otherwise, Jeff will be like, never again. No. Not that guy ever again. And I'm here. To, and I'm here. To talk the old school one. I mean, I can I can talk the old school one. Like, I love that. So. Absolutely. Well, I do want to shout out Rick's show real quick, Netflix Picks, because I'm a fan. It's a great show. I know y'all are TV nerds listening, and they really get into all this the best of Netflix. So that's great. That's Sundays here at the network, and you can get the podcast as well, which is how I consume the show. Any other thoughts specifically about this Boston Space remake before we move on? I have a stupid question, and I kind of feel stupid for asking this. It's a completely different family, different names, all of that. Just a similar premise, or is it the same family in this day? So you'll love this. Um, how would you? Des- this is how you describe Lost in Space. But it's really there's a funny story with this one too. Swiss Family Robinson in space. Yeah. So all the characters, same. Will, Penny, Judy. Um, yeah, the, the the mom and dad. Like they're, yeah, same same people. Okay. There's no new characters or anything, at least in terms of the the immediate family. Mm-hmm. Cool, interesting. Yeah, I like it. I like it too. I like that at least if the show is a completely, if it's a left turn tonally, it's nice that they're still kind of honoring the structure of the original show. The only difference being, and of course, this, and like this, like I was saying, it's it's evolved. It's 2018. Mm-hmm. Is that Doctor Smith is was a man? Oh, in cool. the originals, or it's 2036. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying in terms of like the the remake. I will say um, Parker Posey's playing Doctor Smith, and I'm so excited because I really love that actress. Me too, and it's been a while since we've seen her. I know she's always such a joy every time she's in a movie or TV show. I watch her. Yeah, Yeah, and in terms of her aura of acting and who she is, Mm -hmm. I this isn't a spoiler for anybody. Like when she got cast, I was like, I could have protested and been like, no, but Doctor Smith was a dude in this one. I was like, yeah, she can definitely put an interesting twist on to, on that character and perfect, like almost perfect casting in terms of like just the just the name like name value yeah. of who she is. Not uh, no spoilers there in terms of like actually watching the show. <laughs> That's good. I mean, yeah, yeah she's cool. such a character actress. I love Best in Show. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. It's one mm-hmm. of my favorites of all time, and I think her performance in that is like so good. So um, that was our take on Lost in Space, guys. I'd be very curious to hear what you guys think in the comments, especially those who have seen the original. Let us know if you think these two hold up, and let us know if you think this property is um, developed in a unique enough way to stand on its own. Um, So now is the part of the show where we rate the pilot out of five, 
and let you know whether we think the show will get renewed for a second season, or even if this is the kind of show that would be intended for a renewal. I'm going to rate this a clean four out of five. I thought it wasn't perfect, but it was a good pilot. And I think with a show like this, especially on Netflix, when they've put so much money into it, they're going to renew it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. So I'm going to say like three, seven, it's definitely going to get a second season. And just fun fact that it's all filmed in Vancouver and Kamloops. Hey, so you see all those beautiful trees. I was, trying, I was trying. I was trying to figure out where it was. Like, yeah, yeah, where they. That's great. Yeah, it reminded me of home. Of home. Are you from the part of Canada where it was? I know you're from Vancouver, but yeah. specifically. Well, it looked to me like it was like Whistler, Blackcomb, and then. Uh... Is that where it rains really fast and then like it's more? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? See, this guy. This guy. Is there a lot of magnesium? Yes. And... We just pick magnesium Ooh. here and there. Perfect. Anyways, yeah. I'm a 4-4. Four, 4-4. Four. Wow. Four, four. Nice. Four, really? Wow. This is one of Sam's highest rated shows. Love it. Yes. And what was the other thing I'm supposed to oh, say? Oh, yes. Or season two, yes. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I have to say... See, mine's a little trickier because mm-hmm. I like... I so like just hold on to the old school one yeah. and trying to like, you know, like knowing that the, the evolution... Mine's somewhere between... Three seven and four. Okay, so maybe like a three eight five. Three eight five. That's okay. Three, eight, five. And yeah, yeah, I agree with you too. Like in terms of like the money they put in, at least I mean from what I've seen in the pilot, in terms of the money they put in. No spoilers, but just in terms of the money they put in and the, and the, what I've seen from the pilot. Yes, definitely. And it's a franchise. Mm-hmm. It's a franchise that if something goes wrong, they can try to fix. Right, fix some of those issues. Like, and like, that's not. And it wouldn't just be lost in space. A lot of shows have those issues where they reboot the second season. Like, um, so I, I definitely am saying yes. Second Expecting season. a second season. Interestingly, critics were not as warm to this show as we were. Critics who liked it liked it a lot. Um, but I'd say one in every two critics was not a fan of this pilot, which I was is interesting. That too. Yeah, I think there's a lot of. I think the criticisms that we sort of touched on as maybe like pacing issues or slow moments. I think a lot of critics thought this was kind of boring and predictable. I don't know. I mean, I get bored so quickly on television shows that to turn me by the end to be into it, I think it wasn't very boring. Yeah. For sure. Well, ultimately, we're curious what you guys think. Um, maybe go ahead and rate the pilot in the comments. Let us know what you thought. And uh, let us know if you kind of more agree with the panel or maybe some of these other critics. The Good Doctor was another show that we liked a lot that yeah. some critics didn't like as much, which I do see some of the same earnest sensibility in both shows. So maybe that's something... People just don't like things that are happy. Feel good. Feel good. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. It's. I mean, it's why people, you know, crapped on The Greatest Showman. Yeah. Just- True. Uh, yeah, it's a good movie. I liked it. <laughs> it I liked fun. it. I liked it. It did what it was trying to do. I think. Yeah, and I mean, I think this did as well. And exactly. it felt good by the end. So check it out. Yes. Um, but this is TV Pilot Reviews, guys. We're here every Wednesday at um, 9 p.m. I always want to say 10 p.m., but it's 9 p.m. Rick, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Oh, dude, thanks for having me. This was a blast. Good I love talking about stuff. I mean, yeah, this was great. We'll bring you back. Um, and we're here every week, guys, reviewing new pilots. <coughs> One of the questions we always ask is, do you think we should have an after show for this? Um, I think... We've, we're talking about it pretty seriously. After show for Lost in Space. For Lost in Space. Yeah, I was like, I was like, you have an after show for Teeley Pirate reviews. That's gonna be funny. So I thought that Jeff Graham was <laughs> like, he was alright, but maybe he should be replaced. Yeah, <laughs> parsley in his teeth the whole show. Um, so we're talking pretty seriously about it. So if you guys in the comments think we should do an after show for that as well, please do. If you want to reach out to me personally, you can do that on Twitter at Jeffrey C Graham, and let's continue the conversation. I am Linda Antwi, and you can follow me on social media or. Ask questions, talk to me at Linda's So Girly. 
And you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram and SamDavidsonEntertainment.com. Hey guys, and I'm Rick Hong on all social media at Rick Hong, R C K H O N G. And uh, yeah, just uh, if you want to know more about Lost in Space with spoilers than the whole season, then uh, you know you can find you can find that at AfterBuzzTV.com under Sci-Fi Fantasy. Yep, because like I did the review for it on Sunday. I love it. Yeah, and that's on Netflix. Picks one more time. I'd recommend that show. It's great, Rick. Oh, thank you, sir. You got it. And we'll see you guys next week here at 9 p.m. Thanks. Bye, guys. Danger. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Danger, Will Robinson. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.